let me know when you are ready to go. Welcome back to Coffee in the Library with Pastor Sivale. We are still not in the library, but we are here anyway. Welcome back, Pastor. Thank you. Yeah. It's good to be back. And it's always nice to, to be around such a company. Yeah. As we talk about a number of things. Yeah. And uh, help our listeners uh, on how to deal with some of those, some of those things. Yeah. yeah. In today's episode, we are looking at a very testy topic. Mm. We're looking at war. Mm. A uh, couple of weeks ago, Russia uh, mounted an attack against Ukraine, and that has been all over the news. Um, I don't think anyone has been able to get away from it. Um, this has just brought the idea of war back back to our minds. As uh, as Africans, we're not exactly immune to yeah. to talk about about war and conflict mm -hmm. there's quite a lot of uh, armed conflict that happens on the african continent in nigeria uh, boko haram um, has been uh, quite uh, uh, quite serious mm -hmm. with the attacks on on, on, on christians mm -hmm. uh, there's the rwandan genocide that didn't that's not uh, not not too far back mm -hmm. in our history mm -hmm. Uh, Democratic Republic of Congo also has a number of issues. And Mali, 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 yeah. Mali yeah. yeah. Uh, and so war is not uh, it's not exactly mm. far away from us. Mm. Uh, but now that it has affected our European mm. friends, it seems now that yeah. this is uh, they're even talking World War Three. Yeah. Um, so, um, how 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 would you de describe a war? And um, uh, let's say what what should the Christian be thinking? Mm about, especially in terms of, this is something that's not happening. We are in Zambia. There's no armed conflict in Zambia. Mm. It's happening in Ukraine, it's happening mm. in other countries outside. Mm. So how should we as Christians uh, think of this issue of war? I think a simple definition of war is basically the absence of uh, peace. That would be the simplest of definition. Mm. So, you have you can have war within yourself, war with your neighbors and countries to countries. There's basically an absence of of peace as we as we know it. And uh, when we talk of Ukraine and Russia, I think it all shocked us when on the twenty fourth of February we just said that finally Russia has invaded Ukraine. Now it's easy to live in this uh, utopia uh, of the fact that we are Africans here, they are let them sort themselves out and, 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 and things like that. But we need to realize that the world is global and therefore the, we must have concern. And, uh, and the concern for us as Christians is one, uh, there are people there that are being killed, whether in Russia or Ukraine, that's one. Two, they are God's people that uh, are there. And because they are God's people that are there, and we Christians look at all those who are God's people or Christians as brothers and sisters. And so it's our brothers and sisters that are, affect, are being affected. And therefore we must be concerned uh, uh, of their welfare. Mm. Uh, and... Uh, uh, 
I pray that peace reigns in that country for the sake of our brothers and sisters, for the sake of the people of that, of that country, and for the sake of uh, uh, the world, because everyone is anxious to know what will happen. Or if, if it's World War Three, as we are hearing on the media, which side will Zambia take? But for me, that's, that's the least of my worries. It just that there are lives that are being lost yeah. and families that are being destroyed. Bring it back to the definition mm. that you have given. Mm. War is the absence of peace. Mm. It seems to me that um, because of what we know to be true of the Christian, uh, of, of, of the world that God made, the mm. presence of sin, if war is the absence of peace, it means that war is a lot more prevalent than we think. Exactly. It's a, it's, war is happening. Um, war is happening in the heart of every human being. War is happening, uh, like there's conflict in homes. <laughs> yeah. There's conflict in schools. There's, there's, there's war everywhere. Um, yeah. Doesn't... Saying that makes it sound like we are lowering the... the lowering the scale, lowering the, the bar almost mm. like if everything is war then nothing is war. Mm. Yeah. So um <laughs> I'm not even sure how to phrase the question. <laughs> but on the one hand, uh, if war is the absence of peace, and I think that's a very good definition, that means that that there's a lot of there's a lot of conflict mm. and war that's going on. And so we as Christians should not be surprised by it. Yes. You see, right. yes, exactly. Yeah. So, so, so how is it that we are surprised by it? Yeah. Um, the, the issue is that, you see, we, we know the human heart. Yeah. It's desperately wicked, as the Bible says. And we also know what the Lord Jesus Christ says, that what makes a man unclean is not what enters it, but what comes out of there. Mm -hmm. Because the heart is the seat of so many things, and... And Christ shows us in, uh, I think it should be Mark 7. And even the Apostle Paul talks about it, that what causes quarrels among you. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's what is inside me, if that man now eventually has a way of venting outward. And therefore, there is a, there is a physical war, as it were. And so, when we are talking of war, like I said, the simplest would be the absence of peace. Exactly. Is that if I'm not at peace with myself, at peace with my God, what makes me think I'll be at peace with my fellow man or neighbor? Because it begins with me, then it spreads. I am not at peace, and therefore, all everyone I see is an enemy. So. The surprise is that we know what the Bible says about man, but somehow we tend to think that there's some level of good in man, which is true, there is some level of good, but it's as a result of God's restraining grace that we, all of us are not what we can be, how left to ourselves. So even in history, you've been, you've, we've seen examples of individuals that have shocked the world. The reason is not that people were expecting them to be angels, but that this person sort of 
opened what was in their hearts and vented it on all those around. So you think of the Adolf Hitlers of this world, the Mussolinis of this world, and the Boko Harams of this world. Because why would anyone go to that extent? It's because it is starting from somewhere. And that somewhere is in the heart of man. So it, so it really is an issue of scale. It is that what we are experiencing now is a, um, it's a magnified version of what is going on at micro levels yes. throughout. It's, I think that's the a, that's a best way to put it. It's, 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 it's sort of a scale. And now that they've seen it, it's also sort of on the macro, mm. not on the micro. Yeah. So from the heart to the mind to the actions. So would it be too much to, uh, to sort of say, um, uh, because we're talking uh, scale yeah. here, um, those people have guns, they have nuclear weapons, right? So that, that's, that, that's what we mean by it's scaled up. But that would, but the conflict, the, the, the hatred, the lack of peace, the, the lack of coming to terms is something that is also all the way down here. Exactly. Yeah. To the heart. To the, to the heart of man. Yeah, yeah, to the heart. Because, first of all, let's ask the question. The person who decided to create a nuclear weapon, what did they have in mind? Was it for whose good? You get the yeah, point? Yeah. Yeah. And if I have a gun, I should find a somehow out should find a way to use it. Yeah. So I don't buy a gun for decoration. Yeah, you don't know self-protection and all those things. Yeah. But the bottom line is this. All of this we are seeing can be traced to the heart of man. Yeah. That's where it's springing from. Yeah. The reason why Russia is unable to sit and talk with Ukraine mm -hmm. is what is it that is in my heart? Mm. What is it that is in the leader's heart? Mm. All, the, all these things that we're hearing of no NATO, no this and that, yes, in as much as it is there, mm. the Bible is very clear, Jeremiah 17, 19, the heart is deceitful mm. above all things. So here is a person seated somewhere, convinced that they're supposed to be more powerful than anyone. Mm. And so therefore, if anything or anyone that appears to be opposing what they feel or think is a reality mm. becomes an enemy. And so when we're talking of the war out there, it can easily be seen or image elsewhere mm. because of the heart of man. Mm. So Russia-Ukraine is just a, a picture of the reality of what any man can do without the grace of God, without the restraining grace of God. The, th the wars we see in Africa, the fighting we see in Africa, the examples of given of genocide, mm. like in, in the Rwanda case, Try, one tribe feels they're supposed to be superior than the other. But where did all this spring from? No one just wakes up and says, I'm better than you. It springs out from some, somewhere. And therefore, it's thought, it's processed. Then after processing it, 
I want to show that I'm better than you. And the only way I can do it is by... By going to armed conflict, yes. war, and yeah. all these things. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... I, in any sort of conflict, there, there, there's, there's, there's collateral damage uh, that, uh, that takes place. At a, at a smaller scale, when there's conflict in the home, for example, between uh, husband and wife, there's collateral damage among the children, um, whether it's directly or indirectly. Their view of what marriage is gets warped, uh, or they're being used as weapons uh, in the warfare. You, know, uh, you are my children, you are, uh, you're, you're, not, you're not his child, you're, you're my child. Um, and so the, there's collateral damage at all levels of conflict. Uh, since the scale of this of, of, of the wars that are happening right now, the scale of the military conflict that's happening now, whether it's in Ukraine or even in, uh, in, in, in some of our fellow African countries, is that this, this, the, the scale of the collateral damage is also increased. Um, um, and so in, in all of this, does our response to this conflict uh, change in, in how, does our response to this conflict change as well since we have a response to the conflict at this lower lower mm. scale which is the conflict whether it's conflict within uh, or conflict one to the other mm. right does our response change in scale as well mm. I, 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 does the question make sense yeah, I'm, I'm trying to process it in my mind let's say mm. I have a there's, there's, there's a, um, uh, there's a problem between my brother and I. Mm. There's no problem between my brother and I for the record. But let's say, for example, there's a problem between my brother yeah. and I. Um, Christians who are on the fringes mm. have a response mm. to that, mm -hmm. right? Mm. They have a response to that conflict. There's something that they are thinking. There's something that they are doing in response to that conflict. At a larger scale, now there's a problem between, let's say, two tribes, mm -hmm. Rwanda. Does the response also change in scale? Okay. Or, or is it, uh, let me tell you, let's start with what is the response? What should the response be for the individual Christian to, uh, to, the, to the conflict that we are seeing on the outside? We can start off at a smaller scale, one man to another, and then we sort of scale it up from there. So what's the response of a Christian to the presence of conflict? A, Christ a Christian's response should always be that peace prevail. Mm -hmm. And then this is now we're talking about the, the outward manifestation of the, the war, the conflict. Yeah. So you want it to end. Yeah. And the reason you want it to end is because it's affecting many things. It's affecting your other families, it's even affecting your worship of God because you cannot worship freely in that sense or gathering together with uh, the rest of God's people. Yeah. So you are praying that the Lord should restrain the evil in the hearts of men so that this ends. Mm. Yeah. But again, if for others would argue that the, your response must also be that you get a gun and go and fight. Yeah. Uh, for others, that could be one way, but yeah. you don't resolve conflict or war with war. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't begin shooting unless, if probably if you are in Ukraine or Russia, and you're a Christian, you might be forced to get a gun and defend your, your your border territory. But at the end of the day, as a Christian, response must be that 
peace prevails. And first, we begin by asking our God to help the leaders or the people involved to see what the damage that they are causing to one another and therefore end. The, the other response would be that if the the other response would be if we are in a position to negotiate with either side, we do it. Yeah. So if I, let's say I'm, I'm sent by my country to go meet Putni or uh, Valensky yeah. to talk to them, to say, look, can you guys just meet and resolve these issues because look what is being done. I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's the second. The third then would be if we as, a, as, as individuals or as a, as a nation were being asked to try and shelter uh, or provide accommodation to some of the, the refugees, we do so. Yeah. So that lives are, are, pre are preserved. But at the end of the day, there's no easy answer to, our, to the response because of the magnitude of the conflict. Mm. Because it's no longer an issue of the presidents, mm. it's an issue of nations. Mm. And nations are made up of people. Mm. Uh, and because of that, you find that if I'm a, I'm a parent, I've lost my son in war. My immediate response will be, no, I fight back. Mm. Uh, and so therefore, it doesn't have any easy solution. Mm -hmm. But I think for, for now, it's Christians all over to pray for what's happening. Mm. And then those that are in key positions mm. and will have access to the leaders of these two or any other leaders, mm. use that to try and speak to, to that's, them. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's very good, but uh, two questions yeah. to result from that. The first one is, um, you've given three, three courses of action. Pray, uh, if you're in a position of uh, uh, leadership, yeah. able to negotiate, yeah. negotiate, and then protect and provide for those who are yeah. in need, right? Those are, those are the three responses. Mm -hmm. uh, we are in Zambia. Yeah. The likelihood, we, we are closer to Rwanda, mm -hmm. right? Uh, we are closer to DRC, mm -hmm. we are closer to the, uh, our neighboring mm -hmm. nations. We are not really as close to, uh, to Russia mm -hmm. and, and Ukraine. Granted, you know, there's, yeah. these days you can transfer money, SWIFT, yeah. Bitcoin, whatever yeah. it is, right? Um, but it seems to me that the, 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 the one that is immediately applicable to everyone is to pray. Yeah. But prayer sounds like you're doing nothing, mm. right? Yeah. Prayer, prayer sounds like, you know, there's conflict happening there, and then yeah. we are out here and we're just like, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, be strong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if prayer sounds like, why does prayer sound like we're doing nothing? We want to do something, yeah. Pastor, and you're telling us to just sit here yeah. and pray. Uh, what kind of advice is that? <laughs> what, what do you want us to do? You know what I mean? So, I know some people listening out there, they probably would sing that and um, they would expect me to say, get a gun. Or get a go on a plane. Yeah, they they want to do they want to do something, fight, and yeah. then you are telling them just yeah. you know pray is the how yeah prayer yes how is that good advice is is us talking to God, mm. and we are doing so because we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's Christians. Yes, we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit to to do to work in the hearts or even in in any any given situation 
And so, in Zambia, as Christians in Zambia, I, I've never held a gun. Probably, I don't even know uh, how it operates. The last thing you expect me to do is to get a gun and go, which side do I take? What would be my reasons for being for Ukraine or for being for Russia? So, what I can do is pray, because as I'm praying, I'm praying for both. And as I'm praying for Russia, I'm praying for Ukraine, I'm actually asking the author of life to intervene yeah. in that given situation. So I'm, I'm doing something. I'm actually, by praying, I'm saying to my God and to my, to, to my fellow Christians that I'm so concerned about the situation in Russia and Ukraine to the point that I'm willing to set aside what I need to do and plead with my God to intervene in that situation. So that's doing something. So, so, so we are praying because we believe in God. Yes. Um, we believe in God, but also believe that only God can uh, do something in that situation. Does, does that mean that if I'm in a position where I'm, I'm really anxious about this, uh, this, this, this war issue and I don't feel like praying is, and I, I don't want to pray. Um, I, I don't, I, I don't, does that mean that um, I don't believe in God as I should? Not, not really. The issue is that you're not so troubled or concerned about the situation that you feel you need to do something about no, it. No, no, no. Uh, what, what I mean is you are concerned, yeah. but your concern is I need to do something. Yeah. I need to do something. You, you, you know mm -hmm. that. Uh, um, and, and, um, but in your thinking, I need to do something. And, uh, and someone says pray. You're like, no, I... No, I need to do. I need. I need to do something. Yeah, okay. This praying thing isn't. I, I hear you on praying, yeah, yeah. but we need to do something. Yeah. So the so question, the question that, must be: yes. What is it that you have in mind you want to do? Mm. Do you want to? Do you want to offer Russia, Ukraine, a formula to make up nuclear weapons? No, I don't think people. I don't think. I don't think they're going that far in terms of you know we can sit yeah. down and and work out a plan, mm. um, but. But when someone is thinking, I need to do something, I need to do something. In a sense, isn't that saying, isn't that like they, they are not believing in God as they, as they ought to? Because they, they honestly don't think no, no, no. that prayer is going to solve this problem. No, the, the, issue, the issue then is just that you're not being realistic about what you can do in this situation. Mm -hmm. So if you are saying, I need to do something, yeah. and here I am, I'm saying, in your situation, yeah. given your situation and your our proximity or our distance from the war, yeah. what is the feasible thing to do as Christian? That's a very interesting. So that's a very interesting <laughs> point. So uh, the, the the question comes down to what can what can you do? Yes. Uh, as the scriptures say, he who knows the good that he should do but does not do it to sins. him is sin. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, the question is, what can you do? Yeah. If you can do nothing, well, so prayer, prayer, prayer is like a given. Mm. Prayer is like, a, it, it's like, it's like when someone's telling you breathe, right? Mm. What, what, what can you like breathe, mm. breathe? Mm. Prayer should be the, is the, is the bare minimum. All of us should be praying as Christians. But we are not. Yes, yes, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, so, uh, which is actually where I'm going with this. So it is that uh, in, 
this is I'm, I'm going to try to work this out in my head. <laughs> if you can't do anything, the bare minimum you can do is pray, because prayer is something. Yes, but then if you phrase it like that, mm -hmm. it's like. If I'm able to do something else, then I should not pray. No, 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 no. Yeah. Because prayer is the bare minimum. Okay. Prayer, everyone. Okay, so let's say. Yes. Whatever Christian should do mm -hmm. in this case, pray. Mm -hmm. Then the next thing is, what else can we do? So, in that sense, mm -hmm. prayer is also an admission of helplessness. Yes. Yes. That's it, true. Yes. It's saying, God, right now, like I'm, 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 I'm upset. I'm riled up. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, I don't like that Boko Haram is, uh, is, is menacing Christians in Nigeria, but I can't do anything about it. I can't. I can write a letter to President Hichilema, right? But I'm not going to be on the ground in Nigeria. And so prayer is, 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 uh, prayer is the means to communicate to God that I am helpless in this situation exactly. and you have all the strength. It's admitting that you're helpless, yes. but also it's also saying I'm appealing to you who can do something mm. in this situation. Yes. Yeah. So there's a there's an aspect of being helpless. Yeah. I can't do anything yeah. within my power. Yeah. But then also I'm appealing to you, my God, who's able to do something in this situation. Okay. I might be forcing you yeah. into a corner yeah. here. But doesn't that then mean that those who are uh, those those who are sort of saying those those who sort of don't don't want to pray or don't think prayer will do anything, they, in their minds, they think there's something I can do that is more significant than praying. So that's why I'm saying that the question then will be, what is it that you think you can do in this situation? <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm not going to, you're not going to get a gun and go. It's like, I don't know how true it is. I was reading about a sniper from Canada yeah. who said he's going to go to Ukraine and begin to kill soldiers. Yeah. Russian soldiers and then upon arrival three days is shot yeah. and so it doesn't do anything. Yeah. So I'm not, I don't know how true it was but I was reading on social media. But the point then will be is looking at the, the proximity to the conflict, yeah. it may, apart from praying, may make you do something else. Yeah. Like others would actually advocate of that. In this case, which I will not be averse to their view of the Russian, the Ukrainians, let's be because the ones that are under attack, the Ukrainian Christians, uh, are is, most of them have responded to the call of the president that we need to protect our nation. Our nation. And therefore, if you want a gun, we'll give you. Yeah. Now, apart from praying, they are responding. Some of them are saying, well, this is my country. I've got no other nation apart from this. Yeah. So the only way for me to stay here is I have to get a gun and shoot. Yeah. Now in that case, Russia is not a, a neighbor. Yeah. It's an enemy yeah. and I have to respond. So the rules of engagement have changed. Yeah. But we are talking about us here. Yeah. If you side with any nation, what's the basis? Yeah. That's one. Then secondly, if you, apart from praying, Ask yourself, what else can I do? Yeah. And if I others would probably say, let me respond to the call to the United Nations by donating, yeah. giving money, so that they either help, obviously it will go to helping 
on one the, side and yeah, the, the one side and not the other. Which is which will still be fine, but all I'm saying yeah. is we need to be realistic and do what we can yeah. as God would have us do. So pray and think. Not think, not just think and pray. Because yes. what what we end up doing is we end up thinking way too long. Yeah. Like what can I do? What can I do? So while thinking we are not praying, yeah. when in reality we should always be praying, and then we are also ad- additionally thinking yes. what else can we do? And as we are praying and asking God, look, I'm helpless in this situation. You can do something, or even asking Lord, what can we do? Yeah. The Lord will, will be able to show yeah. it to you. But then also uh, the other bit is that because of the media. Yeah. Attention this thing has, re- has uh, received. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it has sort of swallowed up all our inter intracontinental <laughs> war conflict. Yeah. Yeah. conflict. So we must be able to ask what can we do about the Christians in Nigeria that yeah. are being persecuted in yeah. North, North, northern Nigeria, yeah. the Christian in northern Mali, yeah. the Christian in the RRC. Yeah. The, the Christian in places where there is conflict. Yeah. What is it that we can do? Yeah. Because those are nearer us. But that should not mean that we should not be concerned about what's happening yeah. in Russia and Ukraine. Okay, it, it might sound like I'm changing the subject, yeah. but I'm not. Uh, I'm talking about how prayer is the response of the helpless. Mm-hmm. Um, in one of our earlier episodes, yeah. we had discussed, you know, a close friend of yours who's just not getting saved, yeah. right? Um, and it seems to me the response there is it, rem- it, remain, it remains the same mm-hmm. in that you are saying God I am I'm not able to change this person I am helpless, I am unable to change this yeah. situation and, and that's why we keep praying for the person every day we're mm-hmm. saying God I am at my wit's end mm-hmm. I do not know what's going on and so prayer really is the response of the helpless mm-hmm. and so Christians in their response as little children going to have faith as a little child mm-hmm. Our response always has to be prayer related because that is one of the ways in which we humble ourselves and admit our helplessness, our weakness yeah. to, to address these issues. Mm-hmm. So prayer just has to be... Prayer, it's like what you say, it's breathing yeah. for a Christian. So if you don't want to stop breathing, you're done. Yeah. yeah. So, and then remember what you said earlier on. At the micro level, yeah. The problem is a human heart. Yeah. And it just shows itself at the macro, yeah. which is the scale. So we also recognize what the Bible says, that only God can change a heart of stone. Yeah. So to, to close off this segment, what specifically should we be praying for? We get that we should pray. Yeah. What, so what, 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 what specifically can we be praying? Can and should we be praying yeah. for regarding these situations? Those of you listening uh, to us, as Christians, we must pray that the war ends. Mm. Yeah, that's a must. That's what a peace should prevail. Yeah. So we are praying that the war ends. Mm. Secondly, we are praying that whatever it is that has caused the two to go into conf- uh, conflict or war, a solution should be found. Yeah. Uh, and once a solution is found, that the the, tr- the Russian troops might be pulled out of Ukraine and go back to, to Russia. Yeah. And then the, the third thing is, which is tied to the face about peace, is the preservation of life. Mm-hmm. We, we want peace to reign because 
lives are being lost, and therefore families are being, uh, are being affected. Mm -hmm. Then we want a solution to be found, so that once a solution is found, this comes to, to an end. Then the, th the third thing is let's not fuel the war by the sentiments or the size that we are taking. Let's be wise. Particularly as Christians, and for them it's Christians, let's be wise. Yeah. Because what we are seeing is not movies. It's new. It's a real life situation. People are, are dying. And then third, uh, the, I think the fourth thing now is that once peace has prevailed, a solution has been found, let's not fear it. We pray for healing. Because people have lost love. People have lost love. They've lost property. Yeah. And for some, it will be with them till they die. Yeah. So we, we need to pray for healing. Yeah. And then in the fifth place is that justice must prevail. Yeah. That God, who is a God of just, uh, justice, who is a just God, might work things in such a way that justice prevails. Mm -hmm. And whoever is wrong is held accountable yeah. in this case. Well, we have, we have much to pray for. Yeah. We have much to pray for. And uh, I, hope that, uh, I hope that we can, we can pray one and all. Um, yeah, my, my, my greatest hope in all of this um, is that it brings about a more prayerful church. Uh, if anything, God brings us uh, conflict in our lives that we may know that, that we are we are reliant upon him. What does what does Paul say about the thorn in the flesh? He says, "My grace is sufficient." Yeah. Um, and so the, it, it's it's meant for us to 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 realize our helplessness mm. and keep going before God mm. for His constant provision for our lives. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, we are done with our segment number one. We are going to come back with our book of the week, but let's hear from a sponsor or two. Good. That's our next book. Pick the top one. Okay. Uh, welcome back. Segment number two of Coffee in the Library. This is our book of the week. Pastor Sivale, take it away. All right. Thank you. It's, it's always nice to be able to encourage people to, to read to read books. Uh, so book of this week is the the gospel's power and message by one of the uh, I think a famous preacher, a well known preacher, Paul Washer. Yeah. Uh, and in his and in his and this book is basically trying to help us uh, re rediscovering the gospel. Really, that's what he's, he's, he's trying to do. Yeah. And he's showing that the gospel has power, and the power is in the message of the gospel, because that message points us to the person who is the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. And once the gospel is, in, is proclaimed, is in the heart of, uh, is received, it changes. It just brings about a radical change, radical a transformation in someone else's life. And Paul, if you listen to Paul Washer preach, as you read this book, you, you can feel you can feel him can in the pages. I can hear his voice <laughs> in the pages, yeah. the passion and uh, 
and just a plea to to get back to the preaching of the gospel and that the gospel must have a center place in the life of the church and in the life of individuals. And let me just read something uh, that he writes on sinners falling short uh, of the glory of God. And it's basically the, the Westminster question number one. He says, man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him. It is, a, it is man's privilege and duty to esteem God above all things, to be completely satisfied in him and to live before him with reverence, gratitude, obedience, and worship. This was how man was in his original state before the fall, and he will never be whole until he returns to what he was and to the purpose for which he was made. And so, Basically, what he's saying in that quote is that if our goal and, uh, is not the gospel or not Christ, we will never find fulfillment until we return uh, to that quest of glorifying God and enjoying Him forever. That's amazing. Yeah. And uh, I would encourage you to read, to read this, this, this book, yeah. The Gospel's Power and Message for yeah. Worship. Yes, yesterday I was reviewing um, my scripture memorization. I was reviewing Ephesians 2 verse 10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works that he has prepared beforehand for us to do. Exactly. Yeah, and that's it. The, the, the God has created us for that and, uh, and we should keep that up. What's our rating for that one? Easy to read? It's five. Five. Yeah. yeah. Not, not too easy, not too yeah. difficult. And I think the, the difficulty is not in the world. Yeah. Just that it hits you. Yeah. So as it hits you like ouch. Yeah. yeah. So you sort of pause and you yeah. just don't want to continue. Yeah. But it's 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 a good book. Excellent. It's a good book. Alright. Thank you very much, Pastor. We have come to the end of this episode of Coffee in the Library. Uh, we hope you have been blessed. We hope and pray that this results in a more prayerful people. And uh, we uh, we learn to engage God on these issues because we really are helpless. May we find our rest in him. Amen. Yeah. You can find Pastor Sewali and I on Twitter or Facebook. You can reach out to us through the Biblical Christianity accounts, even on YouTube, wherever you're seeing this. Uh, we hope you have been blessed. If you have anything you'd like us to touch on, topics, things like that, we'd love to hear from you. We shall see you next time. Thank you. Bye.